0: you are listening to the cast here on the world wide web because i was gonna say a radio station but this is not a fucking radio station this is a goddamn podcast so unless somehow i go into syndication and if anybody out there who wants to listen to my syndication let me know Maybe maybe I need to make a hundred episodes so I can go into syndication. That'd be rad, right? Anyway, uh, also speaking situations of situations, words are hard. Fuck words. I don't need words. I don't need them in this audio only format. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah. Also, if anyone wants to sponsor me, I'm broke as shit right now. I'm still in debt from my medical bills because of this brain surgery bullshit and some other things. So if you want to sponsor me for the, I don't know, people who listen. Which, by the way, um, I know I got a lot of new listeners, a lot of new people that I know in real life. I appreciate y'all tuning in. I appreciate everybody listening and... um, and yeah, this this is uh, one of those shows that seems to be, it just seems to be happening to find people or people come across it during the right time that they somehow need in their life. Um, I've been getting a lot of good words about it, everything. Um, a lot of people have been saying the show has been a, oh God, I'm starting to cry. No, I really am. The waterworks are starting. Um, I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it. Um... Uh, the the support is fucking great, everybody. Uh, I I appreciate it so goddamn much, and uh, woo! I've been doing this a lot lately. I've been just crying out of nowhere a lot lately. Okay, let it out. Let it out. I'm just gonna sing and cry. <laughs> oh, this is a strange start to this, but that's the Delangis way. But anyway, I've been appreciating the kind words. A lot of people have been saying that listening to this silly show of mine uh, has been helping them figure out what they need to do to work through their own problems, their own struggles in life. So keep listening. And if you like what it is, tell your friends. If you don't like it, tell your fucking enemies because they'll probably like it. Anywho, um, this is Brain Surgery Saga Part 3. And, um... Theme music? That's some fucking theme music I hear? Holy shit, that's goddamn Emerald Douglas. Oh! Here at uh Brain Surgery Studios. I don't know why I said that. Um this is part three of the brain surgery saga. Uh the last episode left off with my trippy experience in the hospital. I should have listened to that to make sure that's where I ended, but I'm pretty sure that's where I ended at the trippy experience. So basically, I was going nuts in the hospital, do a little recap here, I was going nuts in the hospital uh, from no sleep, I couldn't walk around, I couldn't go outside, Uh, um, like, I had to do physical therapy to be able to walk right again without falling over like a fucking wasted drunk, Um, and um, I I, I turned to meditation like I had been uh, before the surgery. And I'm like, meditation helped me up until this point before I got here, so it can help me now. So I started meditating, and I went into an instant trance, and and I closed my eyes, and I, I was... I I saw all these beings like these I think they I think they're what people call the gingerbread men when they trip on DMT. I think it was those things like they they had a big head and they they were humanoid but their heads were kind of big out of proportion to their body. They were they were like shadows when I saw them but people say they're made out of light. Um, and they were helping me. They were healing me. They were communicating. They were everywhere. These little shadow people, alien being things helping me. And um, and I, I felt great after that. Um, And um, let's see. I'm trying to think uh of the rest of the hospital. Because there was some shit that happened in the hospital yet after that. Um, there was the traveling nurse that got lost on the way to the MRI room. Uh, That was a thing that happened in the hospital. I had to uh, spend a lot of times in the MRI machine, which was absolutely awful. Going head first into a claustrophobic tube like that with your head strapped down and you can't move your... Oh, awful, awful, awful. I I hate it. And it was okay when they let me listen to music in there. But then the doctor didn't... uh, And then for some reason, because that fucker, the, the neurosurgeon guy was a super thorough guy. So, even though he didn't have to do full brain scans, we had to do full goddamn brain scans. So, I'm sitting in this tube, head first, in there with no music for like an hour and 40 some minutes, I think this time was. It was the longest time I'd been in there. Well, the second longest. I think there was one scan they did before the surgery that was close to two hours, and it it was awful until they gave me headphones to listen to music and then once i found some good music that was calming me it, and then i i could kind of meditate in there and it was it was all right and they they didn't have to give me drugs so so the 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 uh the neurosurgeon he wouldn't he wouldn't let me he wouldn't let me wh- listen to music cuz he didn't want the headphones to mess up the imagery of my anatomy. I don't fucking know. I just assume he's the doctor, he knows what he's talking about. But and then he had to do the full long brain scan and I'm all g- fucking groggy. This was actually not this was I think This was right after I got moved out of the ICU after the surgery, and this traveling nurse, who just uh, she bounced around in the network of hospitals like she just kind of filled in where people needed them. So, it's called a traveling traveling nurse. So she was unfamiliar with the hospital. She had only been working there, I don't know, less than a week or something. I don't. Know. She she had not been working in that hospital for a very long time. And she had to wheel me down to the MRI machine, and I had to go do this whole goddamn stupid MRI thing. And she didn't know where to go, and this hospital is really confusing to get around in in the first place. I don't know who the fuck came up with the floor plan of the UW Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin, but you, you fucking suck. The building looks cool, but you, the floor plan sucks when you get inside. It's awful. It sucks ass, you fucker. Whoever you are, you goddamn architect. And she didn't know where we're going. And she was like, she's like, do you get nervous in the MRI machine? And I said, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's better than others. And then she's like, all right, I'll give you a little more of a little something here. And it was uh, it was some of the anti-nausea drug because she knew it had like a calming effect. So she's like, here, I'll just give you a little extra dose of that. I'll actually give you a little more than that extra dose. I'll give you a little extra, extra dose, right? So she's like... Um, just those and she's like, You'll probably feel pretty good and you'll probably see some stuff while you're in there too. She's like, It has mild psychedelic effects in higher doses and I'm like, Alright, cool. Which it did when I got in there, when we finally got there, uh I, I was I, I was closing my eyes and I see like these flashes of these colorful fractal patterns that would match up with the sounds of the MRI MRI machine and stuff. And then, like, I I stuck it out the almost entire time until I had, like, 15 minutes left. And I'm like, okay, after the next scan, can you, like, take me out for a little break? And they're like, well, okay. And then, so I take a little break, and I'm like, okay, so how much longer do I have to do with this? And then they're like, only about 15 more minutes. And then I was like, oh, that's it? I thought we were not even halfway through yet. And I'm like, thanks, drugs. <laughs> But uh, we couldn't even get to the MRI room as much as, like, she didn't know how to get to it because the floor plan is confusing. The elevator, there's different levels, so some of the elevators don't go all the way up because they can't go all the way up because they just, the, 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 the roof is at different levels and different parts of the building. So then you have to go to a different section and go back all the way up another elevator to get to certain floors from certain places. It's fucking confusing as shit and this poor traveling nurse didn't know how to get to the MRI room she thought we did but she got lost and all of a sudden she's just like I don't know where we're going and I'm just I'm like I don't know where I'm going either I just assumed you knew what was up and she's just basically like I'm new here or I'm new here and then I go away in three weeks so I don't know and I'm just like I don't know shit either nobody knows shit just wheel me around until we figure it out and the MRI people were not too happy because I guess they were sitting down there for quite a while waiting for us to show up and we're just where who knows where in the damn that damn wing of the hospital just wheeling up and down halls and shit not knowing where the hell we were going um but yeah that shit was pretty funny that was the thing i thought about later on after i recorded the number two so i was making notes um another thing i forgot about uh was the helicopters one night there was a night in the hospital where i just heard helicopters landing because my my uh room was kind of across the courtyard and down yonder from uh um the the helipad where the med flights would land and i just all there was like 11 med flights that came in and out of there that night and I'm just sitting in my room, and all night long, there's just all these med flights going. And, like, these helicopters coming and going, coming and going. I'm like, what the fuck is with all the med flights? Do that? Do they seriously have that many med flights that come through here? And I didn't really think much of it. I just thought maybe that was normal sometimes or whatever. It didn't happen every night, but just, I don't know. You You hear a lot of helicopters coming and going throughout the day now and again. I'm like, "Ah, it's a busy helicopter day, I guess, I don't know, and then I remember the nurses were all kind of, they were all, um, running their asses off, um, because, uh, it turned out there was a huge car accident that night, uh, somewhere on the interstate, not too far away, somewhere north of Madison, I think it was, and, uh, It was a huge, awful car accident, and there was a shitload of people that had to be med-flighted to, like, two or three different hospitals, and the UW hospital got 11 of those people or whatever, so, and then I was in the brain trauma unit, the, the, or, um, neuro, neuro unit, so, like, of course, you know, there's going to be a lot of people with brain trauma and stuff like in a gnarly car accident because of head injuries and stuff. So like they were getting prepared to have a shitload of patients come in, come into that wing like the, in the next day or two and stuff and yeah, that that was a that was a strange thing to think about. I remember I was just watching, I did this thing, there was this video or this channel on the hospital uh TV system. That was called the Relax Channel or the Relax Network or some some shit like that. And all it was was just calm, peaceful music. And sometimes it'd be like fish swimming underwater, or you'd be it'd be these beautiful shots of like long grass blowing in the wind in a prairie somewhere, and um, just very relaxing. It was super relaxing to watch. And um, one of my favorite things to do was I'd listen to music and I'd just watch the Relax Channel, and then. If you could get something with a good beat going, it would start to match up with the imagery on the thing, and I'd just be sitting there like I'm stoned as fuck, but I'm not, just staring at the shit. And the nurses would just come in, or people visiting me come in, and like, what the hell are you doing? Because I just having the music on mute, turn the music up like an asshole. Because for some reason, the fucking doctors would stand outside my fucking room. They, they're like, oh, it'll be a quiet room. You're at the end of the hallway, basically. Well, apparently the end of the hallway is where the fucking doctors go to talk to each other. So I'm hearing all this shit outside the hallway. And my door is open, and, but I don't want it closed because it's a small room. And I'm just like, could you fucking talk somewhere else, you fucking doctors? God damn it. It was always the doctors. The nurses just went back to the nurse station to talk. But the fucking doctors were always talking, like, outside my fucking hallway. I'm like, I'm hearing all this shit. This has got to be bad for for patient confidentiality or whatever. I just... What the fuck, man? It it just was annoying. So I would just... Whenever the doctors are out there, it was just annoying listening to them talk. And I would just crank up the music and annoy them until they went away. So I just... And then I'd leave the music cranked up. And I don't know. I, I just cranked it up, figuring if any of the... If the patients next door or across the hall from me complained, and then fine. But no one ever complained. I think they actually enjoyed the music to be honest, but, um, but yeah, people used to walk into me watching blast and just blast and chill music super loud, watching, (laughs) watching the relaxed Channel just spaced the fuck out, like, just zoned out, jaw hanging open, like, uh, (laughs) like, kind of shit like that, people would be like, you're all right? And then, like, because I wouldn't always see and realize people walked in, I'd be like, oh, yeah, hey. (laughs) I remember I was doing that once when the physical therapist came in. I had this physical therapist that had a student with her because it's the UW Hospital. Everybody had students following them around or helping, like, as they were learning shit. So uh, the physical therapy student and the physical therapy lady was just like, could you just turn that down or turn that off or something? And then the physical therapy student was like college. She was like, I think she was like 22 or something. She was young. And she was still in school. And she was just like, I like it though. <laughs> and then like they were kind of like going back and forth about my music. And I'm like, how about I just play the music quietly? And then that was a good compromise. So that, that was funny. Um. I was supposed to take walks a lot to uh to just get my equilibrium back but then I had this stupid thing where I didn't want to push the call button to bug the nurses and they're even though they're like just let us know if you need to take a walk you should take a walk and I wasn't taking enough walks I guess so Cassie my one, my my one main nurse she comes in on the little whiteboard on the wall she's like okay today what we're going to do here is Hopefully, you take a poop, and in the meantime, you need to take some walks, because I I still, I was talking about the poop thing where, because I was out for nine hours, put under for nine hours, so your system doesn't quite come quite back to normal, and uh, it took me a few fucking days to take a shit, and it was gnarly, and they were concerned about that, because uh, it was taking a little longer than usual, apparently. So she's like, first of all, you need to take a poop. And then eventually she just would come to the point where she'd walk in and first thing got a mouth, she'd be like, take a dump yet? Because she knew I didn't care. Like Cassie and Anna, like they just talked to me like how you would talk to people in a normal situation. They they just didn't do the nurse routine with me because they knew, I don't know, they knew they could be real with me and and I would be real with them. And it was just fucking cool. So it's like I became friends with these nurses while I was in there. And it was so it was so awesome. Fucking, God, those nurses rule. Nurses do not always get the credit they fucking deserve. They work their fucking asses off. And they do a lot of good shit for a lot of people. And my fucking heart goes out to them. Um, but yeah. Oh, starting to cry a little bit again. Getting a little emotional. Getting all emotional like I do. Sometimes I'm in public and I start crying. So I put on my sunglasses even though it's night. And people are like singing Cory Hart at me. I, isn't that Cory Hart? I wear my sunglasses at night so I can only see the light. Mile now. Yeah, Cory Hart, I think. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Sunglasses at night song. You should know what I'm talking about right now. I fucking sang it. Unless I sang it that badly. Oh, but yeah, she would come in. She'd tell, ask me if I took a dump yet. And then she would keep a tally mark of how many times I took a walk. And if I didn't have enough walks, she would come in. And then she's like, do whatever she was in there to do. And she's like, after this, we need to take a walk. Because I see you're not up to your walk quota yet. <laughs> like, type of thing. And she, she was so funny. Her and Anna the other, uh, the other, um, nurse, main nurse that I had, um, Anna was good stuff, she was also an east sider from Madison, so me and her knew all the same bars, it turned out we hung out in a lot of the same bars, but we never saw each other there, like, she knew Mickey's, she knew Wisco, the bar I worked at, she knew Crystal Corners, she knew Art Inn, she knew fucking, oh god, she knew all the near east side bars, she knew the Mead Hall, um, and I'm like, how the fuck have I never seen you around? And I haven't, I hadn't seen her around since. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she even still lives on the east side of Madison or not. But I don't know. Maybe she moved when she got married. But um, I don't know. I wish I could still keep in contact with them. Just I wish I had phone numbers or something I could just text them every once in a while. I'd be like, I'm still alive. Hope you're still alive too. Hope you're still kicking ass doing nurse shit. Um, but yeah, that was another funny little tidbit of a story I forgot. Um, I got ridiculously horny while in the hospital at one point, (laughs) like I got to, I don't know what the hell it was, but there was a point in the hospital where I would just out of nowhere, get like teenage rage boners, like the kind of boner that you'd have when your hormones are all messed up and and you don't know how to deal with them yet because you're just a teenage fucking idiot packed full of hormones and you barely know how to go through life, and then you have boners. You have these damn boners that pop up all the time, just these fucking hard fucking... There's so much blood being pumped into them so fast it feels like if you don't use that thing one way or another it's going to fucking explode, you know, that kind... Of, well, I don't know. Those of you without boners equipment out there uh don't know what i'm talking about but those of you who do definitely know what i'm talking about because yeah it was like teenage rage boners it was so like what chris porter says that horniness as an emotion is a mix between um between happy and angry or it's a yeah horny is a mix between happy and angry and i'm and that's what it was it's just like because he is also like he says the thing. It's just like I have a boner, but I don't have anywhere to put it. So now I'm angry about it <laughs> because testosterone is a stupid fucking hormone. Fucking god, I I don't know how men live past their teenage years ever. I don't. I going through it myself. I don't know how I did. I don't know how the fuck I'm not dead. I don't know. If I did something stupid i don't know how i didn't get into a fight to the point where someone really did put an axe in my skull or some shit like that i don't know i don't know and i was just it was bad and there was this one point where i was just like "Ah, i gotta get up and jerk off in the bathroom real quick or something just get rid of this stupid boner and I'm just like, ah, 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 what do I do? And I'm in the hospital and I'm just kind of watching the relaxed Channel, listening to music or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And I was like, absentmindedly just kind of just stroking myself just kind of nice and slow and rhythmically just because it was calming me down. It was making the rage boner kind of go away. And then I didn't realize i was doing that and then i'm spacing out watching the relax channel and shit and all of a sudden this nurse comes in in the middle of the night and she wasn't expecting me to be awake because that was the thing all the other nurses are like why are you awake in the middle of the night all the time i'm like because i don't sleep during the day because the stupid doctors are outside my door so i never get day naps so I'm up all night. I'm a fucking bartender and shit. I'm a bar worker. I I'm used. I work night shifts. I'm used to being up all night. I go to bed at five o'clock in the morning on a regular basis. You know, like that's why I'm up all goddamn night. Jesus Christ! Do people not have any third shifters get surgery ever? <laughs> like what the hell? And uh, well, that was always the Asian, the old Asian lady nurse who was had a really thick accent, I think she was Korean, if I remember right, I'm pretty sure she was Korean, the old Korean lady, and, um, who was always right, always by the book, and they said, you're up late, you're up late, (laughs) you're up late last night, (laughs) you're up late tonight, what are you doing up so late, I don't know, and then one time she came in at like four in the morning, and my buddy called me while he was fucking drunk, because he just wanted to talk, and. He couldn't come visit me in the hospital because he lived a ways away. So he just fucking calls me up. He's all drunk because he stays up at night and dumb shit, too. And he's talking on the phone. And Korean lady nurse comes in. She's like, who are you talking to on the phone at this time? I'm like, oh, my buddy. We just, we're night people. I'm telling you, we're night people, lady. We're night people. (laughs) and then I had the phone on speaker and I just kept talking to whatever crazy shit he was talking about on speakerphone I don't know and then the nurse is just doing her thing and I'm talking to my buddy and uh, (laughs) we're just talking about crazy shit and he's just fucking wasted so he's talking about crazier shit than usual and the nurse was going between laughing and just looking really uncomfortable the whole time and it was so fucking funny it was so fucking funny (laughs) (laughs) so uh that was another little tidbit let me check my notes again here um oh yeah so talking about getting horny in the hospital so i was like sitting there and i wasn't like virously jerking i don't think she even really realized what was going on until like i suddenly like took my hands out of the covers really fast realizing this nurse is standing in the room and i'm just like stroking my penis like some sort of stupid pervert and I'm like oh god like she was a good looking lady don't get me wrong but I'm not I'm not a creep like that you know so uh um so I I just I just don't even want to be seen as that because I'm just not that size it's like oh god you know <laughs> I can be a pervert in some very fun ways but I'm not a fucking creep <laughs> and I uh, just also I don't think she even realized what was going on until all of a sudden my hands come up from under the blanket really fast. I'm like, "Oh, hi!" Ah, what? And she just was like laughing and shit. And then uh, there was this one point where, where she left, or she's about to leave. She's like, "Is there anything else?" Uh, she's like, it will probably be a little bit before I can come back again." And then she's like, "Is a are, are you okay? Like, is there anything else you need right now?" And then I made like in my head, my I'm though I'm glad my filter worked that day because the thought came in my head, and then I was like, well, there's something that I could be helped with right now, but I don't know if you want to help me with it. And I had this whole joke about. <laughs> this whole stupid note about how I said there should be nurses that jerk you off in the hospital and stuff. And I was going to just start telling her about all this. And then I'm like, "Eh, no. And And then she turned around and then she's like, yeah. And then I'm like, I no, 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 never mind. I'm good. I'm good. And then she just was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I just thought of something, but it doesn't matter. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, uh, i don't think you want to do what i was gonna never mind like it was it was was i had a stupid joke i don't know if you would have liked it it would have come off bad just and then she's just like okay and she just was so confused and she just walks out the door uh that was a funny little story in the hospital I was ridiculously horny out of the hospital for a while, too. It was insane. Like, all I wanted to do was just swipe right to everyone on Tinder until, like, I got matches. And then, because that's what I would do a lot of the time anyway. Sometimes if I really wanted wanted to get laid and I didn't have any good options around, I'm like, well, let's see if I can find some good options. And I would just swipe right on everybody on Tinder and and just kind of see who was matching with me so I could kind of pick and choose i felt like an asshole sometimes because sometimes i just swipe right and match with people and then i'm like "Eh, i'm not into her and then just not respond to her messages and shit or 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 sometimes they would get mad that guys don't message them i'm like well women don't message anybody first either when you match on that stupid thing so like why what why does nobody wanna break the ice? Why does nobody wanna talk? You already know you're interested in each other. Well, unless you're just swiping right like me. Uh, so but there's a good chance you're I I don't know. Fucking people are dumb. I don't get it. But uh that all I wanted to do outside of the hospital was just keep swiping right till I matched with people and then I'd see who I would match with, and then and then and then I was just like, I need I need two women at a time right now. I need two to three possibly four women at a time right now um i got a lot pent up and it's gonna be a lot for one person so we're gonna gonna need at least two of you possibly more if anyone's down with that which no one was not that i really asked anybody but um but yeah um i think that's it looks like that's about it at least for my notes of the um just kind of some of the little funny tidbits I missed before in the hospital Like just funny little stories um, So I was only in the hospital about five days Which is insane to me Because I did well with the physical therapy And they said I could go home And I didn't live alone So they. I guess if I would have lived alone It sounded like I might have been in the hospital a little bit longer But I didn't live alone So I had roommates who could help and stuff So, And my parents could stop by it Oh, i yawning. Yeah! Professionalism at its best. Yawning in the podcast. Why am I yawning? I just fucking woke up like an hour ago. I don't know. Whatever. Um, So, I was only in the hospital for five days before I got discharged, which was just absolutely insane to me that I had my head cut open with this gnarly surgery, and I get to go home in less than a week, there was a guy I know who's also in bands and stuff from Madison who, um, he had, uh, he didn't have the same thing as me, but he went through a very similar experience because he had a brain tumor and, um, the brain tumor stuff, I guess was a little different as far as that. Cause he was in the hospital for like two weeks, he told me or something like that. So I was expecting him to be in the hospital for a while and, um, um. Yeah, but it was only five days, and they said I was good to go, and it was crazy. And I was walking okay. Oh, not okay. But I was walking by myself, somewhat okay. I stumbled around like a like I was drunk. Like a like I I was just drunk stumble walking is all I did for a while there. Getting out of the hospital, I had to move. The the fucking oh god, this shit was such bullshit too. I had to move. I I, I had major surgery. I get out of the hospital. I'm drunk stumbling walking around as my equilibrium resets itself. I I have all this other shit to deal with. And then I got to move two weeks after getting out of the hospital. Oh, I I wish I, I I don't know. I wish our our landlords who, I call them landlady lords. They lived across the street. I wish they would have just let us stay in there for an extra month or two. But they just, uh, it just didn't work out that way and their son and his wife wanted to get into the house, because they were gonna sell the house to their son and his pregnant wife, so the landlady lords, because they were an old lesbian couple about the age of my parents, and, um, which my, my roommate, my one roommate didn't understand that, he's like, they're lesbians, how do they have a son? I'm like, there's ways for lesbians to have a son, dude, I'm like, Maybe they adopted him. And she's like, he's like, no, I'm pretty sure they didn't adopt him because blah, blah, blah. One of them, uh, he was talking about one of them. She she was talking about when she was pregnant the one day when she was over here. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Um... I don't know, maybe it was artificial insemination or some shit. Lesbians do that shit all the time, too. And he's like, no, no, I don't think it was that either. No, no, no. And then he's, like, talking, and he's like, I think she was married to a man before she was married to Lynn. And then I'm like, yeah, that happens. He's like, but she's a lesbian. Yeah, sometimes gay people don't always know they're fucking gay. And then they get married and have kids, and then that's what it takes for them to realize how fucking gay they are. Maybe she goes both ways. Maybe she likes women and men. She wound up with a man, got pregnant, has a son, they split up, and then she got married again to a woman. Who the fuck like I don't I, I don't know why why my roommate my one roommate just didn't understand that. He was this brilliant fucking computer program. He was brilliant with math and numbers and stuff like that. But just things in everyday life. There's some funny things in everyday life that just didn't understand me. I'm just, he, i it was just beyond me that he couldn't understand like very simple day-to-day life things and uh, I'm just like, well, I guess your brain just really works in one way and not so much in common sense I don't know he's a good dude, Ben Ben's a good guy I need to get hold of him and Anita uh, I think they're married or they're gonna get married those two were such a good couple too Anita was always around her house I was just so glad I loved his girlfriend she was good shit um my other roommate didn't always appreciate her being around all the time. I didn't care. I liked her. She was a great cook. She was always cooking extra food and giving it to me when they didn't eat the rest. Like, I had no problem with it, her being around. No problem at whatsoever. Really. The only problem I had with her being around was that my roommate talked to her in this really annoying voice. He did this cutesy little fucking cutesy voice thing to her when he would talk to her. There was this one time, (laughs) there was this one time, me and my other roommate were talking about, we never hear them bang at all. Like, you always hear your roommates having sex at some point or another. Something, at least once in a while. Sometimes it gets a little loud or something, and then you start hearing them, and then you start kind of chuckling about it or whatever. (laughs) And, I never heard it. My roommate, I was upstairs, the room, my mother room, roommate was across the hall downstairs in the, to one of the downstairs bedrooms. He's like, I don't know, I'm right across, across his hall from the room downstairs. And he's like, I don't, I never hear anything. I'm like, really? That's strange. And then there was this one night, nobody else was in the house. I didn't even know they were home. They must have got home, and I we had a little jam space set up in our basement in that house. So I was downstairs in the jam base, ba- basement in the jam space, um, just practicing shit. And I come up the the stairs and walk through the kitchen from the basement, and all of a sudden I just hear, Oh Like, he was fucking her so hard. That was his balls slapping. The slapping noise was, like, his balls, like, just slapping against her and shit. And I was like, damn. Yeah, Ben, fucking pound that pussy. <laughs> and then I just hear, they're just, ah! Like, they were just going at it. I'm like, good for you. Fuck yeah. You two are banging, and that's great. Because we were questioning, like, do they even have sex at all? Like, that's weird if they don't. <laughs> like I mean, if they don't, whatever, but... I wonder why they don't. They're not religious, so there wouldn't be that. <laughs> but they and then I hear all that and then uh and then I was like getting some food ready in the kitchen and as I was taking my food upstairs like I guess the deed was done they stopped and then all of a sudden like it was like 2 minutes after it got quiet and then I start hearing a muffled ma ma I'm like how do you have sex with a man who talks to you like that afterwards she must have really liked it nothing against any of them but like the the it was such an annoying voice it was it just it irritated the living shit out of me and my other roommate Mark like it irritated the shit out of Mark and I, and we are just like, dude, just, why do you talk to your girlfriend like that? You never talked, uh, it was this cutesy voice, and it was, a, it was shrill, it was, it was, and it was loud, and, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Why was I talking about that? Let's back up a little bit to uh when I came out of the hospital. So like my like I was having bad vertigo spells and stuff and I was on medication for that. I still have medication because I just have to live with having the vertigo spells once in a while. Um The ride home from the hospital was awful. Riding in a car was setting off the vertigo. Just it was horrible. When it, I was with my friend, I was with my sister from another Mister Courtney. Shout out to Courtney. Courtney's gonna come on the show at some point. Courtney's been through hell and back herself, so um, um, she's gonna come on the show sometime and start telling some of her experiences. Her and her husband both are. Uh, I'm planning on getting both of them on, um, at different points, and I want to get them on separately, and I want to get them on together, so there should be a good three episodes between, uh, between Courtney and her husband Adam, um, between the shit they've been through in their lives, um, which a lot of it, has parallels to my shit, and it's, it's, it's interesting, I I guess it's why we're still fucking friends all these years later, because I've known Courtney since high school, and she's a dear, dear fucking friend of mine, and, uh, Um, why am I even crying right now? I just started crying all of a sudden. This shit happens all the time lately. This is why I wear sunglasses at night in public sometimes, cause I feel self-conscious, cause I just start crying, and I know I have to let it out. Because that's the thing, like the emotions just build up, and I have to let it out. And like once I cry, sometimes it just it, it lasts thirty seconds, and then I'm fine, you know. And, and like I just have to let it out, and then I'm just like, <laughs> it's like have you ever seen a man cry? It's uncomfortable, right? Because society tells us men aren't supposed to cry. You ever seen a tough guy like me looking like some sort of heavy metal motorcycle outlaw biker gang shit? (laughs) Have you ever seen that happen? Have you seen a tough guy lose his shit and cry in public? Because it makes people uncomfortable. And it shouldn't. It really fucking shouldn't. People that know me just go, yeah, dude, let it out but people that don't know me sometimes go, "Why the fuck is this guy crying? I don't know what to do." He look he's this heavy metal b- biker looking motherfucker covered in tattoos, wearing all black and shit and <laughs> But uh yeah, it's just kind of a funny little thing that happens. It's not funny. It's No, nah, it's funny. It's funny on levels at least. Um yeah what the fuck i i can't talk about i'm um, so anyway so i'm coming back from the hospital um let my di- let me digress let me digress here look at my notes a little bit here let's see do, do, do. Do, do, do. yes let's go back to the getting out of the hospital so anyway i was with my friend courtney one night and she was giving me a ride home i was hanging out with her at her house with her and her husband one night and uh I got really fucked up on Delta 8 gummies that night. I got super stumbly stoned. And she was concerned about me riding my bicycle home, even though I used to, that's all I used to ever do when I lived in Madison get stumbly stoned and ride my bicycle home. And when I rode my bike, it actually would help the vertigo spells if I could just like. If I started to get one and my bike was handy, I could just get on my bike. And something about having the balance and pedal and everything and moving forward would help the vertigo. And uh, my physical therapist actually said riding a bike and skating and stuff was actually good for my balance. If I was able to do that, because it would just bring my balance back faster. So that's what I... i just ride and skate around all the time when I could. But uh, getting home from the hospital, I just would have these... But anyway, I had a bad vertigo spell... That freaked Courtney out a little bit because she never really saw that in its full extent. I started freaking out and getting claustrophobic in the car. She's like, we're just a block away from your house. I'm like, I know, I know, but just let me get out and walk. There is no way. But I'm trying to tell her that and I can't. And I'm just like, it's spinning. I'm going, ah, I'm shut in here. Ah," And the door, I couldn't get the door unlocked. I couldn't see things right because everything was spinning and I'm freaking out. And uh, she didn't know that. And I and like, so sometimes cars set it off like that, and it set it off really bad when my parents are driving me home from the hospital, and the whole time, I'm like, don't turn, turns make it worse, don't turn, just slow down, my my dad is just like, I'm, I can't slow down, the traffic's going too fast, and then at one point, I'm like, slow down, he's like, I'm only going 20 miles an hour, I'm like, Go slower and shit. And I remember trying to look out the window and I couldn't focus on things passing by because everything would just do this weird sort of blue, woo, and like it was this warped, spinning thing. And it, oh, it was just, it would make me want to puke all the time. And it was awful. And then, oh, and then I got out of the hospital and I was on this manic fucking tear. I was just manic as shit. I slept for 12 hours when I got home in my own bed, I just smoked one of the best bowls of weed, I packed a bowl of weed, smoked one of the best bowls I had, just fell asleep for 12 hours, and then I woke up, and then that's when no sleep started to begin, a lot of my friends remember me sending messages to them all fucking hours of the day and night, nonstop um because i'm just like i want to talk to people i love everything i love life i love everything i'm still alive there's a reason that i'm here oh my god i'm so fucking happy this shit i've been this shit i'm fucking invincible now i have superpowers now i went through this shit that people don't go through usually and fuck yeah and i was just on this high this manic fucking high that eventually turned to a really awful low but we're not that to that point yet and I was manic as all fucking hell, and my friends were a little concerned for me. I found out later they were all talking amongst themselves, like, do you think Graham is okay? Like, is he losing his shit like Dan did? Because there was this friend of ours who had some mental issues and went off the deep end, and I probably shouldn't have said his name, but I don't think he listens to this. And I didn't say his last name. Although, people that know me know exactly who I'm talking about because I said his first name. Maybe I'll bleep that out. Um, Yeah, I think I will bleep that out, actually. And, um... If I remember. And, um, I'll try not to forget so everybody was concerned about me because I was manic. I started doing weird things. I started drinking a lot again, really heavily. I hadn't been drinking heavily for some time coming up to the surgery because I was realizing I was getting on this slippery slope of that again. So, So I was on kind of one of my little alcohol breaks leading up to the surgery where I would just not drink at all for a few months just to kind of reset my brain. And then... Whenever I'd start drinking liquor, that was always the problem. Fucking liquor was always the thing. As long as I don't have a bottle of booze in the house, I'm fine. But I went and bought booze. Oh, yeah, I don't know. And I was drinking liquor all the time. And I was manic. And one night, my buddies were hanging out. We were jamming in the backyard with, like, mandolin and banjo and acoustic guitar and shit. Just doing real fucking blue grassy redneck country hickish shit in the middle of the city and i remember that night i was just really drunk and i'm like well i'm gonna walk down the gas station and everybody's like why are you walking in the gas station i'm like to get cigarettes duh and everybody's like you don't smoke cigarettes and i'm like well i used to when i was drunk and then they're like okay well yeah i guess you are drunk but why you haven't smoked cigarettes at all like, we've never seen you smoke cigarettes. And I'm like, well, I guess I am today. And <laughs> I walked to the gas station with an open beer in my hand, not thinking about it. Walked into the gas station stumbling around with a cracked beer in my hand. I go buy my cigarettes and shit. And then all of a sudden I realize I have the beer. And then the woman behind the counter didn't say anything. And I was just like, uh-oh. And then, and then she's just like, don't set it down. I'm like, Okay. She's like, we're cool as long as you don't set it on the counter. I don't have to do anything if it's not technically in the store. Basically, the rule is if you set it down and then that's when they can say something about it to you. I don't know. It's weird. She was being cool about it, so she was laughing and stuff. And uh, so that was a funny little story, And. But yeah, I went on this manic thing, and after the surgery, it started to happen before the surgery, where I started feeling I don't know if it actually is. It's yeah, I don't know. I I think it is a form of synesthesia. Uh, synesthesia is this this uh, synesthesia is a uh, basically the wires get crossed in your brains, so like you process senses differently, so you can see sound, or maybe you can hear a smell or smell colors or you know something weird like that and i started feeling these energies everywhere all the time i was talking to my friend amber about this a bunch because she thought it was interesting so i just kept talking to her about it cuz she didn't think i was crazy when i told her about it and um um i pick up all these energies all over the place and they felt like colors to me and like and then i realized like all the colors were the chakra colors and then i'm like if they're only the chakra colors i'm definitely feeling energies and sometimes i'd follow them if i could um i couldn't drive at the time i've i've done, i did it before the surgery and before when it first started happening sometimes i can follow them and they can lead me places and it's strange but um, wherever they lead me to, though, it's always kind of like, oh, it leads me to something like, oh, yeah, that was supposed to happen that way. So sometimes I like to follow them and see if I can. Because sometimes I start following them and then I lose track of them and then I can't tell what direction they go anymore. And it, they they get too difficult to follow. Um, I used to have all these energies and I'd, I would feel the colors and I'd have these visions of these these like, plasma, colored plasma streaks going through everything, and everything, and everybody I knew I could associate with one of those colors, like, my dad is red, he's the red energy, my mom is, she's more of a blue-green-purple energy, like my grandma was, like her mom was, um, my grandpa very red energy. He's a little bit of a green and yellow energy. He's got a lot of that in him. Um, my dad, I would pick up when I would kind of try to mentally like connect with my dad in my mind. He would be because I could do this thing where I could connect with people in my mind, like not like telepathically talk to them, but I could like connect to them and feel what they were feeling or something. I I don't know how to explain it. And whenever I could would connect to my dad, he was kind of a He's the only person I, 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 I've seen silver in, actually. Because his, his was very red with little spots of silver in it. I don't know. I, can, I, I do myself. I, I can connect to myself and feel my own energy. and Which is really interesting. Because uh, at that time I was very green. I've noticed mine changes a lot. Uh, lately it's been more blue and purple. Um, sometimes it's very red, orange, yellow. Sometimes it's like those colors, but most of the time it tends to be the cool colors, blue, green, purple. And I was very green at that point, a little bit blue. I had a bit of yellow and red in there too. I was picking up the bits and pieces. Cause I had an ex-girlfriend who uh in college who said she could see she could actually see people's auras and, uh, she would always say that mine was mostly green, and then there was bits of yellow that would mix into it a lot, and sometimes it would be a kind of a, a bluish green, and stuff like that, so I thought, I always thought that was interesting, because I, I was feeling the green and stuff, and then I remembered my, my ex-girlfriend talking about that, I wonder what she's been up to, I, I really wish I was able to keep in contact with her, but that, that broke, breakup got really messy, and, um, that woman can hold a grudge, so i I'm sure she's still holding a grudge against me all these years later she's I hit her up on Facebook when she popped up on there one long long time ago, and I just said, "Hi, I don't think you want to talk to me, but it just felt weird not saying hi, I hope all you're i I hope you're doing okay and then she just says, "Hi, I'm doing fine, and that was it so whatever, fuck her." There's a reason why she's not my... There's a lot of reasons why she's not my girlfriend anymore. But yeah, I don't know. I could feel these strange energies. Sometimes they would go off up into the sky and stuff. They just... They were everywhere. They went through everything. They were... um, Strange thing. And this is kind of stuff I don't always talk to a lot of people about. I feel like anyone listening to this podcast is open to that kind of stuff. So I'm open to it on here. But uh, I talk about this stuff and most people think I'm fucking crazy and think I need psych drugs and shit. And it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. But things are changing. Times are changing. Perspectives are shifting. And I'm finding I can be more and more open about the spiritual side of this weird spiritual side of things to people. Which is great. The world really is changing and i think it really is going slowly changing for the good we're we're in a really fucking difficult time and we don't know how long it's going to be but there's a big change in it, it that's happening right now but it's just a very slow long process and it takes a lot of patience to get through it a lot of strength to get through it and uh anyone out there struggling like seriously you're probably a lot fucking stronger than you think and just keep on keep it on. There's only two options in life really when it gets down to it you can keep on keep it on or you can die. And you can die at any time you want. You can you can peace out any time you want and kill yourself. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Like if you're suicidal like seriously reach out to get some help for that. And you'll be surprised how many people, just in general, if you need help with something, just, this is something I've learned myself that, like, I'm like, why the fuck? I, I'm, I, I realized, like, I am very loved. I'm very lucky to have this much fucking love in my life. I'm lucky to have so many people that fucking love me as much as they do. And I don't tell people I love them enough, you know? And I just, I have this, I don't know why, I'm weird about it, but I just am. And it's something i realized lately. I'm like, why don't I tell my, like, why don't I tell my dude friends I love them? Why don't I just say, hey, love ya, buddy? I don't even really tell my, I don't know the last time I told my parents to love you. Like, well, I do. Never mind. But like, you know what I'm saying. Like, it, it it's... Like, I'm like, I I haven't even told my, like, it was like one day I'm like, I, I haven't told my parents I love them. I don't know. It's weird. And it's something I'm just working on, I guess, but, but it's just like, why I just gotta, I just gotta let the love do its thing because then like everything goes better that way. Things start working out in these strange ways that are perfect that you never saw coming. More awesome people come to your life because the like attracts the like. If you're just thinking shitty thoughts all the time, shitty things will happen to you. But if you have good, lovely, loving thoughts, it, that will come to you. Like whatever you put out there is gonna come to you. And why the fuck don't people realize that? So many. It's so frustrating. Like, to me, when, like, knowing what I know, being through what I went through, and I just... And people... uh, People just let stupid, petty bullshit ruin their lives. They let their demons overcome them. Demons aren't shit. Demons aren't fucking shit if you don't let them eat your energy. Demons are only as powerful as you allow them to be. Like, you can't feed your demons... And that's where love comes in handy. Because the demons don't like that shit. It's kryptonite to them. It's garlic to the vampire. They don't like it. Depending on which vampire mythology you follow. Could be silver. Could be garlic. Could be... Let's go with silver. But everybody always thinks of werewolves. I'm like, no, that's silver bullet, motherfuckers. Vampires are repelled by silver in general. So if you got a silver cross with Jesus all hanging out, you know, just, hey, I'm Jesus, hanging out on the cross. Isn't that fucked up that Christians wear crucifixes? (laughs) Like, if Jesus was hung, like, if Jesus was executed by hanging, would they be walking around with little nooses around their neck and shit? Like, I just, it baffles me. Just the fact that the symbol for Christianity is the cross. If he got shot in the head, would it be a gun? You know, like, what, like, if they had firing squads back then, would would it just, would the Christianity logo be a rifle, symbol, I mean? Not logo. It kind of is a logo, though. You know, like, what the hell? It's fucked up. Christianity in itself is really not a bad thing. If you look at the essence of it and you read all the shit that got taken out of the Bible... Because it was written by women or whatever bullshit reason that it got taken out of the Bible for. You start to realize that that religion that is probably connected to psychedelics. And that it was probably just a bunch of people in the Middle East tripping the fuck out trying to love one another. They're trying to love everybody. They don't want war. War is hell. They don't want hell. They want love. They want peace and love. And they realized everyone could get along if everyone could get on the same page and we could progress in amazing ways. That's all that any religion is about when you really get down to it. Satanism is like that, if you get down to it. Satanism really isn't about worshipping Satan. It's just the, it's about being the opposite of these repressed, organized religions. It's about living your life to the fullest. It's about having earthly pleasures while we're here. Because if... It's about living your life the way you want. And not hurt anybody in the process. Live a fulfilling... Honestly, Satanism really gets down to living a fulfilling life. And I get that. People talk shit about Satanists. I'm like, have you met a Satanist? Because they, they look gnarly usually. But... They're great people. And also, if you're judging people for what they look like, you're a piece of shit. So fuck you. (laughs) Shit. I don't even know what I was talking about. How long have I been recording this? Let me check. And every time I push that button, it comes... Whatever. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna end this one here. I think it, it seems like a good part to end, and I'm starting to get tired of talking right now. Um, I've already been oh shit, this has already been an hour long, so yeah, I'm gonna wrap this one up. I'm gonna fade the feet and the, the outro music in right now. And, um, take care of yourselves out there, buddy. Stay strong, stay well and good luck and Godspeed.